Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts on personal development, professional development, and a variety of other topics to help you out in your work life and life in general. See how I change that up, Patty? I do. That was right off the cuff. (laughs) I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, and I'm here again with my co-host, Patty Marbury. We're both of Finance Outreach and Compliance, and we're glad to be back today on somewhat of a regular recording Mm -hmm. schedule. Yep. So today, we're going to talk about something that everybody does. And as you listen to the podcast, please understand that we are not being judgy as we talk about this. Because we do this all the time. We do this all the time. It's multitasking. <laughs> and as you listen, uh, or as you hear about multitasking, you may roll your eyes a little bit and think, oh, it's impossible mm-hmm. to not multitask because we're in such a world where distractions are plenty. When you're sitting at work, you're mm-hmm. getting emails constantly. People are walking by your desk constantly. Mm-hmm. And really, there's just no way to shut the world out, it feels yeah. like. I was even multitasking when I was preparing for this podcast. I was telling Patty before we started recording, we were both in a meeting this morning and the presenter um, said something to the audience and everybody laughed about it. And I wasn't sure if he had said it about me or not (laughs) because I was multitasking. (laughs) Yeah, so clearly you can miss a lot Mm -hmm. through multitasking. That's true. And there are definite um, negatives to Mm -hmm. multitasking. Yeah. And... I think that the biggest takeaway that I had as we prepared for this and read up on the stats and everything mm-hmm. was that it's so much a part of our lives yeah. in work and at home that it would really take a huge shift in the way you right. think about things yeah. to stop doing it. Right. And nobody's going to stop doing it altogether, mm-hmm. but we live in a multitasking world and it's almost glorified right. to be super busy. Yes. Busy. Yeah. Have your desk look busy. Yeah. Um, how did people emails really quickly? How did they look busy before computers I and cell phones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around carrying a clipboard. <laughs> um, yeah. But but it's glorified to be busy and to have a million things going on at once and your phone pinging you and um, people needing your attention and mm-hmm. it can it can actually be sort of a high right you feel yeah, sure. in demand and mm-hmm. needed but there are definite detriments to mm-hmm. your work, what is important to you, and to, uh, you know, work not only in your work life, but whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Definite detriments that keep you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish and feeling good about what you do accomplish. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about, like, um, people think of multitasking as doing, you know, more than one thing at the same time. And people, you hear people say all the time, oh, I'm really good at multitasking. And... But there are so many little common things we do at work that are really Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Um, Like, um, one of the things I do a lot is I'll be in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. And something will pop into my head, and I'll think about that other thing. Right. Um, And it might be like, oh, I I have to pay this bill. Right. Or something. And then I'll stop what I'm doing and go do that. Because I, otherwise I might forget about it. And then, and then when I you jump back to the other thing. And sometimes by the time I jump back to the other thing, I've forgotten what it was I was doing. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so um, so there's that. There's the thing that I was talking about earlier, which is like um, trying to review something or prepare for something mm-hmm. in the middle of an, 
another meeting or while you're on the phone with somebody. Yeah, don't even um, tell me that none of you out there have sat in a meeting and not been thinking about what was going on in the meeting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe um, you were making a grocery list, you were yeah. answering email. But also things that we don't really think about, um, like... Right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're at your computer, look at your computer and see how many windows or things you have open. Mm-hmm. And I, as we were preparing or, you know, talking about doing this podcast, I sat and looked at mine and I have seven things open right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just, it's that. It's checking your email every mm-hmm. two seconds. It's um, all of those things. Yep. It is, um, how, think about... If you've ever been on the phone with somebody, it's rude. It can be rude. Right. It's not always rude. Yeah, I mean, the things that we're not talking about are like, I started to say driving and listening to a podcast, but that could be multitasking if you're focused too much on the podcast. I mean, they say that, you know, that doing anything takes your attention away from driving. Okay, never mind that that example. Okay, let's say you're listening to a podcast while you fold laundry. Yeah. Like this podcast. Yeah, like this podcast. But that's not really multitasking because one of the things, I mean, it's good multitasking, I guess, because one of the things doesn't require It's not complicated. Yeah, Yeah. not complicated. Doing dishes, talking to your spouse. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, let's talk about the different kinds of multitasking. Singing Um, in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Singing and taking a shower at the same time is not, I mean, it it is, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not what we're talking about. Right. Walking and chewing gum. Yes. Um, walking and having a conversation. Yeah, sometimes that is hard for me. The, <laughs> <laughs> so, the sidewalk is bumpy. <laughs> that could be bad. So um, what we're talking about is one kind is trying to do more than one complicated task at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think the key word is complicated. Right. So all those examples that we just gave, one of those tasks is not complicated. Right. Trying to type on your computer and talk on the phone are two complicated tasks. And at which point I always end up saying aloud the thing that I'm typing. Right. Yes. (laughs) Or the other person on the end of the phone can hear you typing. Yes. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and that gets back to that point about how it can be totally rude Mm -hmm. and show a lack of attention. Yeah. And that takes me back again to this whole idea that culturally in the United States and maybe the Western world and beyond, Mm -hmm. um, multitasking is glorified and accepted as a norm. Mm -hmm. And in certain work environments, it's accepted as Mm -hmm. a norm. I don't think any of us is very surprised when there are people with their laptops in a meeting. Mm -hmm. And we all know that some of them are legit taking notes on what's happening right there. Yeah. And some of them are not. And some of them are a mix in between the two. Mm -hmm. And I've been all those people. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a really normal thing. And it's hard to look at it as something that isn't just a necessary evil. Right. But I don't think we're we're saying (laughs) through the podcast today that... Everyone should stop. You should single yeah. task and unitask. We'll use those words in, in interchangeably. Single task, unitask. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're saying everybody should stop and shift focus and do yeah. just the single tasking. But there are definitely some benefits to be had from starting to incorporate more of that mm-hmm. into your, your life. Yeah. I mean, one of the problems with multitasking is that um, that it requires you to split your attention mm-hmm. between these different things that you're trying to do and you end up actually doing less 
um, and we'll talk about some of those reasons as we go through this, but you get more stressed, you perform mm -hmm. worse, you make mistakes. Um, so inevitably you have to stop doing one of the tasks. Mm -hmm. You have to. Um, you have to slow down on one of the tasks or you'll start making mistakes. And, and truly, in the end, it, it turns out there is actually no such thing as multitasking mm -hmm. because you're just doing short bursts of single tasking, mm -hmm. back and forth and back and forth and back and forth at a rate that is ridiculous yeah. and not helpful. Right. Um, so need, for, for these complicated tasks, you need your brain. What multitasking does is it, it makes your brain focus, your, the same part of your brain focus on two things at the same time and hence your brain that, just doesn't have that yeah. ability to do that. I was I was thinking hence that fried feeling that you get after you've yeah. been doing that for yeah. a sustained period of time. Yeah. I love that quote um, and I don't know who to attribute it to because I had heard it and before and I thought I was thinking about this quote when we were doing our um, when we were doing some research for this podcast and um, it's attributed to different people, so I have no idea who actually said it. Um, but the quote is, multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. <laughs> Lucky you. You could yeah. screw all the things up instead yeah. of just one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so that's kind of why it's not so good. There was a researcher... From the University of Michigan, who said, as long as you're performing complicated tasks that require the same parts of the brain, mm -hmm. and you need to devote all that capacity for these tasks, there just aren't going to be resources available to add anything more. Right. That you don't, you cannot cover these things, and there will be failures. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, let's talk a little bit. Oh, actually, before we get into the kinds of multitasking, mm -hmm. since we're talking about the research. Um, we ran across some interesting facts, like that the average worker spends 40% of their time multitasking. Mm -hmm. So no one needs to feel badly or alone that you are the, you're the problem here. <laughs> we yeah. are all doing it. But that's kind of shocking, though, when you think about half of us, or, or all of us are spending about half of our time doing this really unproductive behavior. Yeah. Like what, what more and better could we be doing if we cool it a little bit <laughs> yeah and also um multitasking has some other detrimental effects yes and so um we'll go um so i'm just thinking about like different things like um that we've read about like it increases your anxiety inhibits creative thinking oh yeah you're not able to use the space in your brain to think about creative things or develop new ideas if you're trying to do all these different things at the same time. Yeah, you're doing less on everything mm -hmm. because you're trying to do everything at once. Yeah. And we were chatting before we started recording about things like switching costs and attention residue. Yes. And I think those are fun to talk about because I, we can all identify with them so yeah. much. The switching costs. Yeah. I like that one. Tell a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's another form of multitasking. We talked about the, the trying to do two complicated tasks at the same time. But another form of multitasking is what they call switching. And that's really exactly what it sounds like. It's switching back and forth between tasks at the same, um, or not at the same time, but switching back and forth between tasks. And it's kind of the example I gave earlier, like you think you're into something and mm -hmm. you're working on a document and then you think, oh, I have to pay my 
um, phone bill. So then you jump over to pay your phone bill and then you go back to the document. That's what I'm talking about, right. switching. Um, you might be in the middle of something and your phone rings and you answer your phone. That's switching. Um, checking your email, that's switching. And so, I was um, when you were talking about it. I was thinking about a project that I was doing that was really, it was intense, like cross-checking some data yeah. for for some marketing segmentation. Yeah. So it was really like manual data entry. And if I had focused and put a couple hours on my calendar to knock it out, I mm-hmm. would have gotten done super quickly. Yeah. But as I did it, I'll admit, I had my email opening at the same time and mm-hmm. I would check email as I did it and I drug that out over the course of several days because I didn't focus yeah. on it. And every time I went back to it after checking something else or answering a question, yeah. it was so hard to get back to where I was until you know get on the right line yeah. and do all the so detail. I think that checking of email is the most common form of switching that happens in work. Yep. Um either checking email or answering a phone. Um, Texting. There, right. <laughs> there was um, one, a couple of statistics that I thought were kind of crazy. One is um, most people can't go more than six minutes without checking their email. And 35% of people on average check their email every three minutes or less. That's insane. I know. It feels insane, but I probably I think do. I'm there. Yeah, I do. That's my husband. Take that phone to the bathroom with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But like we said earlier, this is kind of culturally the norm. Yeah, it is. um, In our work environment. Mm -hmm. And so we're expected to check emails and respond to things Mm -hmm. right away. And so I think people just, that's just a habit. Yeah, we could do a whole other podcast on email. They call it email hygiene, (laughs) email management. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole other um, set of podcasts on those types of strategies to manage those disruptions but definitely switching and going back and forth is a costly behavior right another statistic that i don't know if i believe (laughs) is that this um, one study showed that workers on average use 56 different apps or applications you know like not not like phone apps necessarily but it might include those like word Um, but word email you know and then your phone apps and stuff and websites 56 different applications and websites per day and switch between them more than 300 times. I I think I believe that. Do you? I do. And maybe yeah. it's just for me because I am always checking on this or checking on that like to to put together content. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's partly yeah, my job related. Your job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think I would believe that. And at the end of the day, you look at everything you have open on your computer. If mm-hmm. God help you, you have to shut down your computer. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's shocking and well, terrible. Well, that is kind of true yeah. because when I, like I said, um, I had seven apps open mm-hmm. when, as or seven windows mm-hmm. with different things open as we started this podcast. And I still have them open because I'm not multitasking between shutting down my applications and doing the, and recording this podcast. I feel virtuous so. because I let my computer go to sleep. <laughs> so, <did I. laughs> um, so, but still, that was just at one mm-hmm. given t- time during the day. It's not the same things that are open all the time. So maybe that is. So I was familiar different. with the idea of switching and how that there's, there's that cost mm-hmm. that, that you pay going yeah. back and forth between things. But they all, the research that we reviewed before we talked about this mentioned attention residue. Mm-hmm. And that was one that I didn't really think about 
until we discussed it. Yeah. Because I, I am the world's worst at scheduling. And when I say worst, I mean I do this to my own detriment. It's, mm-hmm. it's a solid strategy in some ways, and we'll even talk about this later, to block off time for focused work. I tend to block off time in merciless succession mm-hmm. and with, with unrealistic expectations of what I can do in a day. Mm-hmm. And so with the tension residue, they're talking about how you schedule, you do a number of tasks in rapid succession and they're unrelated tasks. So who, like what you're thinking about and what point of view you have in one task, by the time you make that shift to the next task, mm-hmm. you're still kind of pulling yourself from one world into the next yeah. and suffering, like grinding the gears in between shifting the two right. tasks. You, you don't, you don't, Stop thinking about that first mm-hmm. task. Yeah, so um, I think about when I do things that are unrelated, like, um, okay, I'm going to design a logo then, you know, for one project and then jump in and write an article about another project, then jump in and edit a website about a totally different function, then, you know, go from mm-hmm. thing to thing to thing without, like, a cleansing break in between. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about those kinds yeah. of things later, but... Um, this, that that this, made me think about how I scheduled my day a little bit. Yeah, well, this whole idea of attention residue, they talk about um, the research has, talks about it being two stages. So the first is um, when you're going from one task to another, is the first stage is goal shifting. Mm-hmm. So your brain has decided that you're going to do a new, or you have decided, and then your brain starts working in that goal shifting mi- mindset. Um, to do one thing instead of another thing. So yeah. you've decided to switch tasks. Then the second phase is this role activation, and that's where your brain changes from the rules or the context of the first task to mm-hmm. the next task. Ta- task. Sorry. And then your brain can't ca- has to catch up. Yeah. And so that's why you start, your, your mind keeps may, perhaps shifting back to that first thing that you were working on. Yep. It's, or the two things ago. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the consequences of multitasking. You said it reduces creativity. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, like how when you're you're just bumping back and forth or from one thing to the next even with little or no time to shift and it's in quick succession – all you're focusing on is what I call speed and economy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just want to crank some stuff out, but you don't have any way to refresh your inner resources and you're not giving anything any real time. And the fact of the matter is, is that to produce creative thought, and I don't even mean like people who are in creative professions. Mm-hmm. I just mean like problem solving, thinking outside of the box, that kind of thing. Yeah. Any type of creative thought. You can't do that mm-hmm. in a rapid-fire way. No. You do need to think about some things a little bit mm-hmm. more. And if you're either going from one to one to one to one to one or back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, mm-hmm. there's none of that depth. Yeah, You're not going to have your best creative thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just going to be spinning in circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And there's no what they call flow. Like you're not um, going moving moving through thoughts in a in a way that moves towards solutions right or, or is really helpful yeah you never really get into that state yeah. where you're where you're thinking in depth yeah 
Yeah. You're just shallow, skimming the surface. Mm-hmm. And this, all this can sound so indicting of the way that we do things. And we yeah. don't make, mean to make anyone feel guilty. Mm-hmm. But just try it in, in, as we talk about some of these uh, tactics to, to unitask a little mm-hmm. bit more. I think just trying it out and seeing yeah. how much better work you're able to produce even more quickly mm-hmm. if you unitask, mm-hmm. I think people would be surprised mm-hmm. if you haven't already noticed it mm-hmm. just when you're able to do it. Yeah. One of the um, the little activities that I read about um, with regard to the switching mm-hmm. was this idea of writing, taking a piece of paper. I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> making two lines okay. on the paper. And on one line you write I am a great multitasker and you have to time yourself which you're not technically doing but done um, (laughs) and on the second line you write the numbers 1 through 20 um, sequentially on the second line so wow you're fast she's writing really really fast okay so that's she's done done so that was quick yep now the second part of the activity is to take another piece of paper or you can do it on the same paper um, and write two lines, and then instead of doing the I am a great multitasker and the numbers, you start with I, and then you do one, and then you go back to the other, and you do A and two, and go back and forth until you've done the whole thing and see how much longer it takes you to do that, and kind of what you're, what's happening in your brain as you're doing it as well. It's just a really cool activity. She's she's doing it. We could be here all day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's taken her a while. Yeah, I, I did get it done. I think you got the gist. I got the gist, but it was a struggle. And, you know, it's funny. She did not get it done. She no. got up to seven. Shut up, and- Patty. <laughs> she did not get it done. But, you know, the funny thing is, like, not only did it take a lot more time, but I felt stupider and less sure while I was doing it. Right. And and also, I'm sure you're like, okay, what number comes exactly. after? Exactly. Yeah, That's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you have to stop and think what come, number comes after three, right. you feel like, crap, I'm not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that makes me think that maybe when we're multitasking, we're, ma- we're making our lack of focus makes us feel less competent. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to imagine that that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, if you can think deeply about something and follow things through to their natural conclusion and think over your options and think it through to the end, you have to feel more yeah. in command mm-hmm. than you do frenetically flopping around like a fish on a beach. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, great image. <laughs> yeah, nice. English major for the win. Um, so let's talk about how, how to... Yeah, how to help it out a little yeah. bit. Um, one of the things that I liked was that it... That, sing, that I liked about... One of the things I read was single tasking makes you focus on what you should do mm-hmm. and not what you could do. And so um, choosing to do to place all your attention on something for a set period of time makes you for, forces you to say no to other things, at least during that period of time. It inherently helps you prioritize. Definitely. And one thing that I think I have learned over the years of having the kind of career that has shifting priorities a lot mm-hmm. and like a variety of tasks that are seemingly unrelated to one another mm-hmm. is that at the end of the day, I often think about, 
okay, this is what I need to get done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when I come in the next morning, I look at it and I'm like, yep, those are still the three things or nope, given what I know now, we're going to make that one thing a little bit lower and these mm-hmm. are the three things. Mm-hmm. But having that idea of what the priority is, mm-hmm. is, is a great thing to do and taking it a step further and saying, okay, while I'm working on this priority thing, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Like really focus on it. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly... If that's a big deliverable that you've got to do, mm-hmm. you know, it's your boss says you have to turn this in before lunchtime and you get it done by 10 o'clock because you focused on it, how great do you feel? Yeah. Like that's a weight off your shoulders mm-hmm. to get that thing done and to not sweat over it while you're going in three different directions right. until noon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or have to ask for yeah. it, ask for an extension because you answered too many emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what are some really good, like, tips, do you think, to share? Yeah, I think so. Going back to that idea of your priorities and, like, having a schedule and blocking some time, you can take blocking time to an unhealthy extreme, a la Brandy Van Ormer, (laughs) and just, like, put block after block after block. But as I've matured as a worker, I have realized that it is unrealistic for me to just block things back to back, like no time to pee. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not going to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I do some general time blocks for the priorities, for the things I have to get done, and leave some buffer time between them. Mm-hmm. And that buffer time is to chat with Patty in the next office, to... Um, get a cup of coffee to check the website for the news because the news cycles fast and something might have blown up in the hour that I was working on my project. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, then to, to, if I need a social media break to go see how many people like my Instagram post, um, (laughs) those breaks are cleansing. Yeah. They're good. You take a rest, get up and stretch or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then shift into the next task. I found that to be really helpful. Yeah. And some, I work pretty good by dangling incentives in front of my own face. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you'll just get this done, then you can go take a walk Mm -hmm. or if you'll get this done, um, you can bust into your lunch and eat your cupcake, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like just, or if you get this done, you can go goof around on Twitter for, you know, ten minutes. Uh-huh. Those are those are the things that work well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be the person that's like, I'm gonna make myself finish this before I go to the bathroom. Not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that's a good one. Like creating a daily schedule and expecting that you will have some time for focused work mm-hmm. and planning for the focused work at the times when you're your best. Yeah. Like if you're not a morning person and it takes you a while to ramp up, yeah. Um, schedule some more mundane tasks in the morning. That's maybe a good time to answer a bunch of easy emails or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, until you really get ready to go. For myself, yeah. by the afternoon, I feel kind of burnout. So coming in in the morning and getting the focused mm-hmm. work done first is better yeah. for me. When you said emails, it made me think of another um, tip, which is limit, like, this is really hard for people to do. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that I don't do this either. But limit your email time or, like, in, including shutting it off, closing Ooh. it. I know. Nervous. I know. You know, so for me, um, because we, uh, the way that my my phone at least displays messages mm-hmm. is I will ignore my, what's on my computer for email. 
I'll just, you know, minimize it or close it altogether because I can kind of glance at my phone because it shows me when mm-hmm. email messages come through on Outlook. Mm-hmm. And I can glance at the sender and know, if, like, if it's Melody, <laughs> I'm going to look. <laughs> but if it's just a mundane thing, I can tell if real it's quick. Patty, yeah. She's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but for keeping the email to a, a minimum is one thing, but just distractions in general. Yeah. And this is where it probably gets a little harder for people because if you're in a cube, even, you know, we're in these nice offices down here in the back cave of Carruthers, mm-hmm. but it's still all glass front. Yeah. And so there's still distraction. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sitting in that conference room in the corner. And oh, you bless know, it. People walking by. <laughs> yes. We've been doing some serious meetings in a conference room that's glass on two sides. And the amount of time you spend, like, making eye contact with passersby and waving, (laughs) it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, so, like, really paying attention to your work environment and getting rid of distractions. Even, like, clutter and stuff like that can be distracting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is definitely a focusing value in having a come-to-Jesus meeting with your desk. Yeah. And filing your stuff and getting the, the... space ready with all the things that you need and none of the things that you don't i am laughing because i'm thinking anybody that knows me is like is she for real like patty needs to practice what she preaches (laughs) what also patty's email inbox gives me a high (laughs) stop (laughs) she has like four thousand unread messages if you've emailed patty recently (laughs) it's a lost they're all junk They're all junk. When you go to a conference and then suddenly you get like 50 million emails yeah. from all the different, but those were, those are the unread ones. Yeah. She pays attention to your email. I hope. But if I've missed anybody, sorry. <laughs> Send it again. But you know, I'm going to say one thing that's worked for me and there were several good apps that um, we read about as we were working on this pod and we can talk a little bit more about those and list them in the show notes. But one that has really worked well for me that I am so grateful to have found is called Focus at Will. You can get this app and it will, you take, do a little bit of um, little quiz, like your personality, um, how you like to work. It's like three or four questions about your work style and what kind of work you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then it produces a tailored soundscape for you Hmm. it's I can't listen to music while I work if it has lyrics I I really can't either yeah and if it has a definite beat or a mood Mm -hmm. I I focus on that Um, I can listen to usually one kind of um, classical music Mm -hmm. I used to I used to listen to Bach a lot Mm because it has that um, it's not very melodic melodic Mm -hmm. it's it's very much like kind of a background Mm -hmm. sound for me but anyway this thing produces I don't even think it's a pretty soundscape like when I first heard it I was like this is what they want me to listen to while I work (laughs) this is kind of like nonsense sound but I gave it a shot put on my headphones and I'll be danged (laughs) that really works there's something there and there's science behind it too there's something about um the it's like the music charms some kind of attention hogging snake in your brain Really? Yeah, it's I've it's wild. I describe it to people and they look at me like I'm on crack. But it really just sort of blankets over that buzz in your brain that wants to notice everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like smoothing over all of that and it's almost like you go underwater. Wow. And you can just focus. And 
there are days that I come in and I know I have a lot to do and I'm going to put that app on and put my headphones on and I almost don't want to mm-hmm. because it truly is like leaving the world for a while. And I'm like, I'm having a good time at work. I don't want to. Now it. I know what, yeah. what you're doing when I walk yeah. by and wave at you and you don't even. Nope. <laughs> I am dead to you at that you, point. You, you, you don't look out your glass windows. Yeah. Like yeah. You can um, try it for free. But I, after I tried it for a little while, and this is obviously not sponsored. We're not to that point yet, right? But anyway, it just, I paid for a subscription. We're I was not. like, yes. Focus at will. Do you want to sponsor us? We're shilling for you. Um, (laughs) But it's a great thing. But, you know, if you can even try any kind of background noise that works Mm -hmm. for you, white noise is also great. Yeah. Um, Just things that make you notice the hubbub around you less. I'm looking up Focus app right now. And if you... um, Focus at will. If you're in cube land and there's... Or, you know, you have a glass front office and there's no way for you not to... Mm -hmm. Um, be distracted if you don't have something that forces it yeah try something try a white noise machine so you don't hear conversation mm-hmm. um, try turning your desk so that or your monitors so that you're not looking at the line of traffic mm-hmm. just I don't know wall yourself off a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> sensorily and sometimes I go to extremes and take myself to a different location if I really have to focus um, go to a conference room, go to a picnic table. If you have the option to work mm-hmm. remotely from time to time, if you need to do deep project work, you may have to hide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be careful about turning your monitors and putting your headphones on at the same time because then you won't see people coming up behind you. That's true. If you're working <laughs> with sensitive data. Yes. Or I'm not even worried about that. I'm talking about people scaring you. When you oh, that's your right. Yeah, on. and I will admit that there have been plenty of times that I've like shot up to the ceiling when people have... <laughs> Tapped me on the shoulder. I'm sorry, Brandy. I thought, I thought you knew I was here. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> but so we've talked about optimizing your work environment yeah. for focus. Yeah. For me, that means having like nine different coffee cups full of sharpened pencils. <laughs> I, Whatever your thing is. <laughs> also, like even just this is kind of an obvious thing to me, but. If you have websites open, which, like I said, I do, mm-hmm. sh- shut them down yeah. while, while you're, you know. When yeah, you're if you can't even see the social media site or the news site or the sports site, you won't be tempted to go to it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. remove the temptations. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the suggestion, too, to just generally be more mindful. Yeah. Um, it is scary to me sometimes uh, when I get in the mode to go, go, go how much time can pass that I feel like I was almost unconscious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just doing tasks. And it's different than, you know, actually doing something productive. Yeah. It's just kind of that, you know, you were fluttering around doing all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, what have I been doing all morning and what have I gotten accomplished? Mm-hmm. Um, being mindful about what your priorities are and what it is you're doing and mindful enough to check yourself yeah. when you start going down a rabbit hole. Because mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, like you said, you'll be working on something and it will remind you, crap, I needed to schedule. And how many times have I said crap this podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying that all the time. But you'll, you'll think, okay, I'm working on this project. And then you, it causes you to remember, oh, I needed to go schedule a meeting with so-and-so. Yeah. Um, instead of going to schedule the meeting, just mm-hmm. really quickly write down, schedule a meeting with so-and-so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, capture it. Right. But don't go do it. Yes. And I think, uh, I, we, I don't know if we've ever done this in a podcast, but we've talked about 
doing a podcast on getting things done. Yes. I think he may suggest he that. He totally suggests okay. that. And it's a beautiful David thing. Allen is the guy's name that writes yeah. the book. He, he talks about you don't have enough brain space to remember all those things yeah, that you... Yeah, so to make a little note. Yeah, to make a, a note immediately so that you essentially flush it out of your brain right. and it's not taking up any gigabytes or whatever. Yeah. And it is awesome to do that. Yeah. Yeah, if you get nothing else from getting things done, just carrying around something or having it on your desk that you can write down when it occurs to you mm -hmm. rather than trying to carry it in your mind or doing it immediately, mm -hmm. great, yeah. great thing to do. Yeah. But we'll do more on that one day. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about unitasking during your prime times, and that's either the times that um, you're at your best, morning or afternoon, whatever it is, mm -hmm. or it could be unitasking during the times that you know um, your colleague that you really like across the hall is not there, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that you're not tempted uh -huh. to go across the hall and chat. You're, mm -hmm. You can really focus because... Um, that person's not there. Mm -hmm. It's great to have work friendships, yes. <laughs> but you, know, you got to plan around what you know you can do and what you what you can't. Yep. Um, another thing that they suggest, which I think is another really hard one for us, is upfront not being afraid to say no. Uh huh. That's difficult, yeah. and it depends, right? Because some of our our job duties, we can't. We're not at liberty to say no to certain things, mm -hmm. but for certain, there are things that we can control that mm -hmm. would reduce our overflowing plate of things that we need to yeah. be attentive to. Yeah, definitely. I should not have become an officer in the PTO. <laughs> <laughs> All Brandy's PTO friends are listening to this podcast. No, none of them are. I, I'm certain that they're not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did not do myself any favors. They text all the time. <laughs> but anyway, so I think we've talked about all of those, the, the ideas for help. Yeah. Um, basically, just being mindful that you do it. Yeah. And trying to curb it a little bit. Right. Put some preventative measures in place. Um, think about how you can curb yourself a little bit when yeah. you start to see yourself doing it. And see if you can notice the difference. Mm-hmm. I think that people would be, if you haven't already seen this in your own life and work, if you haven't tried it or noticed right. the difference between when you're multitasking and not, if you'll give it a concerted effort for a while, mm -hmm. you'll it'll be clear that it's well worth, yeah. worth the effort. I'm going to start, but it's going to be my New Year's resolution. Oh, so all December you're still going to be multitasking all, all right. over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it all out of my system. Patty's going to be in there doing all the things. <laughs> so we joke, but um, seriously, give it a try. We're going to list some good things down in the show notes, where you, some of the apps that you can try out, some of the research that we reviewed for this podcast. And again, if you were multitasking while you listened to this, it's probably okay. I hope you didn't wreck your car. Um, <laughs> you can learn more about what finance is up to on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. Um, or if you've got an idea for a podcast, something that you'd like to hear more about, or a business book that you'd like to know more about without having to read it because you've got too many things on your plate and you're prioritizing, <laughs> um, email us or tweet us. We would love to know. That's all for now. Until next time, do good work one thing at a time because what you're doing matters.